Hey, hey, it's Andy Anas, and welcome to another episode of Let's Rage Cougs, presented by the Saxinian family. We're coming off another Houston Cougars men's basketball victory, this time on the road against the Cincinnati Bearcats. The Cougars were victorious 72-59 to on Sunday afternoon. Jarvis Walker once again had a strong showing for the Cougars. He had 21 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 steals, and Marcus Sasser also was managed to put up some points on the stash. He had 16 points. He had six rebounds, and he himself also had five steals. So those two were kind of the the two lead horses when it came to the Cougars against the Bearcats. And joining me, as always, Dayon Dunlap and Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. There's a lot of background noise. Hopefully this might cut it off. But how are you two doing on this Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon? Doing great. Another win for the Cougs. All is well. All is well. Cougs keep rolling. So, like I mentioned, let's get right into it in regards to forward Jarvis Walker, who, again, something Kelvin Sampson said in postgame, you know, he, he was proud of him because this is kind of the first time for him that he's put together back-to-back solid performance for the Cougars and something that we didn't know until Kelvin said it postgame. You know, he's been battling an illness. Before the game, didn't they weren't necessarily sure if he was going to play. He battled through it. Did he put together a strong performance, anyways? Despite that, and after the game, Jarvis Walker. We're going to have a clip from him later on, and you you can tell that he's not he's not feeling well. Yeah, Coach Sampson said Jarvis was battling. Uh, he had a hot he had a temperature. To say it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked really well though, despite the temperature. Uh, he looked really well. I think one thing that stood out to me watching the game was. All four of Houston's top scores all had a double-digit shot attempts, and that's that's good sighting because he's also watching that game. The chemistry is sowing right now. I feel like the chemistry is really, really um, headed in the right direction. The team is really, really gelling together, knowing each other's spots. If any player makes a couple shots consecutively, they make sure they touch it on the other end, whether that's thrown up by Coach Sampson or just recognition between the guards, but Houston does an outstanding job of identifying matchups in which they feel they can win and exploit those matchups. They did that time and time again today, going at different players um, whenever they got the matchup that they wanted. And, Dan, I, I want you to uh, pat yourself on the back, brother, because Marcus Sasser did what you want him to do. He closed. He was a closer down the stretch. Yep. Offensively and defensively. So what are your thoughts on that? So, yeah, man, um, steals, he hit the key three. He got three steals on the stretch. He he was, I think Mark Adams uh, said during the broadcast on ESPN, one of those guys, that, a sit-down-and-shut-up guy. Yeah, <laughs> to like the fans. That. Because when Marcus really? hit the three, hit the steal, you could just tell the crowd was like, oh, we're not going to win today. Nope. <laughs> no, you're not. So, But just come on, man. Brag on it, brother. You're right. Talk about it. He, he closed off the game for the Cougs today. I mean, that's what you expect from your, your star player, your leader, your um, player of the year nominee, finally, everything. That's what you expect from him. And he came up and delivered and led by example, whether it's on the defensive end, getting those steals, then on the offensive end, just knocking down big shots. And like you said, just closing the game. And that, that goes back into the chemistry, what I was talking about. I think you see throughout those spurts where Jerry's had it going as a spurt, where Tremont had it going. 
Jaywan um, had a spurt where he was making consecutive shots. But when it comes down to it, like Mark Adams said, you need a guy that can shut up the crowd and get a bucket or so, or on the defensive end, get a stop and get out of transition and do really whatever it takes to win. And Marcus really did that today. And to his credit, I think, Chris, you asked him during the week, would he grade himself? I think he said maybe a C plus, a B minus, C, a B. And I think that's a, that's a fair assessment because of, like he said, his efficiency. I think he wants to be more efficient on the offensive end. And um, I, I think he can do that. I think everyone is picking it, knowing their spots. Coach Sampson also said after the game that uh, Marcus may take some shots that Coach Sampson might question the shots, but not uh, Marcus the player because he knows what he's capable of. He has full trust in his ability to maybe make those shots that he might question. Yeah, that's a great point in regards to Sasser and one of the other players that really, when the Bearcats, when Houston had built up, it, it was an interesting game somewhat because the Bearcats did jump out to a 5-0 lead and Houston responded with a 10-0 run of their own. And then really Jairus Walker was pivotal after Landers Nolly. He had a really good first half against Houston. He had tied the game and then Walker scored 8 of 12 to kind of create some separation between Houston and Cincinnati going into halftime. And then coming out the second half, the Cougars just jumped on them. And they they put basically, essentially kind of put the game out of reach. They had built up a 20-point lead, but the Bearcats were able to cut it to 10 and call the timeout. He put his starters back in. And first play off that timeout, Jermon Mark hits a big corner three. And, again, that's just some of the things that – from an outside perspective, you got to be really encouraged from Houston because you're starting to see not just Marcus, like Dayon, you alluded to, that it's big that it's after, but top to bottom, you're starting to see guys more comfortable. And Tremont Mark, Jairus Walker, there's two of the other guys that we've talked about in previous shows really all season long. If they can consistently be consistent <laughs> and also be comfortable out there, it just adds a whole nother layer to this Houston offense, and it's going to make it really tough for opponents to beat them come March. I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. Um, the Bearcats, they were really living by the three-point shot in the first half, especially. I mean, I think they took 17 threes in the first half, made six, so they hung around. And there's knowledge. You said Andy was four for four from three in the first half. Did not attempt a three in the second half. Just two field goal attempts overall for him. So the Cougs made whatever adjustments, so they got after it and made sure he was not going to going to get a three in the second half but just your thoughts this is my personal opinion anything's possible in one game scenario all that kind of stuff but it's very very hard to beat the Cougs if you were going to solely rely on three-point shooting because at some point they're going to make adjustments clamp down get better hands in your face whatever and take that away from you what do you think yeah I, I agree I, I think one way to beat Houston is to knock down that three. I think you got to have a guard or have multiple guards that can do that and be able to do it off the dribble. Because when you get in that pick and roll scenario, Houston blitzes the, and it often doesn't allow you to either penetrate their defense and it also kind of forces you to give up the basketball. And so um, I'm not really um, mad at their philosophy of shooting those threes. But I think that's a way that Houston can be beat because you're not going to beat them inside. So I think they um, – but their defense, what, number two in the nation in three-point efficiency, defense is efficiency? Something like that, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard because they close down. They do such a good job paying attention to detail. 
And like you just mentioned, making that adjustment and um, limited knowledge to no points and no field goal attempts in the second half. And so I think it's something teams, if you have the ability to do that, I think that's one way to be effective versus Houston. Real quickly, Chris, before we're going to get into some post-game clips, but first and foremost, I would like to plug that this is Let's Rage Cougs presented by the Saxinian family, the primary sponsor for Let's Rage Cougs for the remainder of the regular season. Now that we are about two months left of the regular season, kind of, dang, we're, we're running out of time for the regular <laughs> season, but not only will they be the primary sponsor for the remainder of the regular season, but into the American Athletic Conference postseason tournament as well. And also want to give a shout out to our other partners here on Let's Rage Cougs, beginning with Hoop and Holler, the Houston Cougars Micro Collective. They're the entity behind the Star Pizza commercials. Most The biggest one that people probably know about is that the Anthony Jones. But this upcoming week, there will be a new commercial featuring one of the Houston Cougars men's basketball players. I guess I'll kind of play a spoiler. It's going to be Ryan Elvin. It'll be featured in the Star Pizza commercial that is expected to come out this week. So be on the lookout for that. Who knows? It might pop up on our show later this week as well. But of course, they are sponsoring Star Pizza, which has multiple locations across the Houston area. If you're ever in the mood for some pizza, make sure that it is Star Pizza, Houston's best pizza since 1976. And please be sure to visit them online at starpizza.net. And, of course, we also like to give a shout-out to one of our other sponsors, HOUNIL.com, which is a subscription-based name, image, and likeness model that benefits both Cougar student-athletes and fans. HOUNIL helps Houston student-athletes benefit from the new name, image, and likeness rules. Rules, athletes can create original content in their own words, giving subscribers insight into their lives on and off the court. What the players need is for you to subscribe. Plans start at just $20 a month, and that money goes to UH athletes. Again, that's $20 a month, and subscribers will get one-of-a-kind content straight from the players while helping the Houston Cougars compete on a national stage. Subscribe at H-O-U-N-I-O.com, and as always, go Cougs. So we'll, I'll, I'll go right into the Jarvis Walker clip and it's going to be really short and it's going to be evident why it's really short just by looking at him talk but here's what Jarvis Walker had to say post game following Houston 72-59 victory over Cincinnati uh, first and foremost coach Samson's talking about how you were a little high fever heading into the game feeling good feeling bad. you don't look so good uh, no I'll be okay though alright just in terms of the game coach is talking about how he was proud of you it's the first time you said you strung together back-to-back strong performances uh, going back to Thursday. Uh, where do you feel like at a point right now where your game is just in terms of how, how you've grown from throughout the beginning of the season? Um, I just feel like I'm starting to get more consistent and mm-hmm. more aggressive on offense. Mm-hmm. How's coach trust? Has that helped you? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Like in practice, he tells me to be aggressive, uh, shoot when I'm open, and just make plays for my teammates so it feels. So that was Jarvis Walker. Uh you you could tell he was talking to to George. You don't see in the video. He was talking to head athletic trainer John Houston um, right before he he stepped into that interview. And you could you could kind of tell they were going over stuff that that they were planning once they got into the plane and head back to Houston. But just right there again, going back to Walker and kind of the growth he's shown throughout the season. And I think Kelvin's comments, which we're we're going to get to in a bit as well, when he talks about one, he's proud that he's been able to string together 
strong back-to-back performances, but two, you know, they're not going to necessarily kind of they're not going to focus too much on it. It's back-to-back performance. That's great. It's a milestone, but the bigger goal is still in the future. What Coach said, and go further to your question you asked him, Andy, was he was glad to see Jarris put two good games together. Now do three, three in a row, four in a row, five in a row. So Jarris mm-hmm. does that, becomes more consistent. As Mr. Smith says here, I don't know about the biggest matchup, mismatch in college basketball, but he's one of them. If he's more consistent, he can beat you inside. He can beat you outside. He, he's got great hands and reaction on uh, defending the inbounder, on baseline, sideline, whatever. He's got quick hands. He had a, a steal near midcourt today. So he's getting better. I think he's getting more comfortable in the system, more aggressive with his decision-making. So it's good to see. Now let's see what he does in Houston next game and just keep adding to it. Because if you have Marcus Sasser getting better, just Walker getting better. That's a pretty solid inside-outside tandem right there. Also, Tremont getting better. J1 getting better. I think those the first four leading scorers are all not only getting better individually, but they're gelling well together. That's the main thing that I'm seeing. And I think for Jared, in my opinion, watching the game, he's realizing where he can attack, where he should attack, where he's going to get the ball, where he wants the ball. It really just kind of figuring out the college game and how to be effective um, day in and day out in the college game. And, I mean, he's just a, a nightmare, a, a matchup nightmare, because he can do it off the dribble as well. I think that's one thing that takes his game to another level because he can attack closeouts and do it off the dribble. He doesn't have to get all the way inside. He can shoot the floater. He can shoot a mid-range jumper. He can be on off the levels, like Chris said. But I think one thing he's doing is, is just – uh, the game is slowing down. It seems like I think that's probably the question we should ask him next. Does he feel like the game is slowing down for him now that he's however many months into the season? And um, but also Terrence, man, I think Coach Sampson does a great job developing depth. And he did a great job of doing that with his freshmen. Because you look over the last month or so, probably earlier on, well, last two months, the last four or five games, it was a stretch where where um, Emmanuel was having a good game and he was impacting the team. And then if you look over his last couple games, it's been Terrence having um, a couple of good games and, and impacting off the bench. And I think that having that depth developing both of those players, because you never know any given game which you may need, is going to bode well for Houston. Terrence, once he got in, his first two possessions, offensive rebound put back, the next one, the box out, drew a um, defensive foul over the back. And so – and he went two for two um, on the offensive end. And so I think as he's continued to develop along with Jarris and Emmanuel, the depth of this team, especially with their young players, I, I think is going to gel together well overall with the overall team. One of the things in regards to Arsenal, this was uh, Ryan from GoCoops.com. I saw him tweet it out earlier during the game, but it's something that Kelvin – told the reporters and went Friday after after the practice, but in regards to the freshman, he doesn't put anyone that isn't prepared to play in a hostile environment. And Terrence Arsenal, Emmanuel Sharp, and of course, Jess Walker started. They all got minutes early. It wasn't after, it wasn't once they had gotten that 20-point lead, but they, they got minutes early in, in the first half. And a great point that Mr. Smith brings up, Arsenal, he says Arsenal played solid defense on Nolly, helped cool him off. Nolly was hot in the first half. Which again, that's that's one of the underrated aspects, just in terms of it's something that Kelvin said, I guess over the course of a week now, where 
keeps starting to see Arsenal progress in practice. Now, obviously, we can't see that, but you can kind of see it now where it, it seems like Arsenal starting to get much more into a solid rotational spot for Houston in the last few games. It's all part of the development. It's all part of the, the plan of development within the season, not just off-season development. So it's good to see Terrence play well the last couple of games. But again, he's a freshman. So let's see what he does the next game. And just continue stringing these games together. Because overall, Coach Sampson said in post-game, this team can still get better. Now, it's the question. And he doesn't know that he said it himself. He doesn't know how much better. But this team still has room to improve and get better. It's not too shabby when you're, uh, what is it, 16-1 and one on uh, January 8th. Yep. Not, yep. I mean, and one thing that I think the team is getting better at, I mean, I, I keep saying it this episode, this game, I just can see them, like, knowing each other. It feels like their chemistry it just seems to be getting so good because I'm seeing everyone get the ball where they like the ball, and it, it's natural. It's in the flow of the offense. It's, it seems um, effortless. It seems so fluid. And being in transition, um, also in the defense. We talk about that defense all the time. But one thing that they really did today was getting turnovers and getting points off of those turnovers. It's one thing to turn the ball over, but once you get points off those turnovers, that's another thing that um, enables your offense because you know, it, it, does, it allows you to get out of transition and not have to execute. So this team just does so many things well. I think they're underrated on the offensive end. People talks about rebounding, rebounding, defense, defense, rightfully so, because that's the culture. But offensively, I, this team is underrated, and they're really getting better. Now, how much better can they get? It's yet to be seen. 26-4 points off turnovers for the Cougs. 26-4. One by 13. <laughs> Damn, what I, what I was about to say um, was – I don't know if you have like a crystal bar or something, but it always seems like you you say what we're going to do. You like do the perfect segue into the clips, which is going to work right here because you're going to see that chemistry on the clip that I have from JV or Francis in a bit. But first, I do want to remind everybody that they are watching and are listening to Let's Rage Coops presented by the Saxinian family as I stream or as we stream. I'm currently inside the Fifth Third Arena with the background noise there a little bit. After Houston's 72-59 victory over the Cincinnati Bearcats, of course, this is Let's Rage Group presented by the East Indian family, who is our primary sponsor into the American Athletic Conference postseason tournament. And also, we would like to say thank you to our other sponsors, beginning with HOU-NIL. As the Cougars move to the Big 12, Houston will be competing with national players in basketball like Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, and more. These schools have fans that have built huge name, image, and likeness groups to get their athletes' name, image, and likeness compensation. That gives them a huge advantage over U of H, where NIL is still a bit in its infancy, but you can help career athletes by getting involved. Go to HOUNIL.com, subscribe to player-created content like essays, video podcasts, and more, as well as getting access to private events with U of H players. Players are compensated for creating content, and fans get an inside look at their lives, and plans start at just $20 a month. And that money helps the Cougars retain players to stay atop in basketball and help build momentum in football, which, side note, in regards to football, they're starting to build some momentum with, with their recruiting class heading into the Big 12. But HOUNIL.com. Subscribers get one-of-a-kind content straight from Cougar Athletes. Subscribe today, once again, for just $20 a month at HOUNIL.com. And as always, 
go Cougs. So, Dan, you you set it up perfectly. Here's what Houston big man Javier Francis had to say following Houston's 72-59 victory over Cincinnati. Uh, how um, everything that you guys do is a competition. There's a winner. Sorry. There's a winner and loser in everything that you guys do. How do you feel that helps you personally be able, just from a standpoint, being able to grow? Um, it just makes everything more competitive. Mm-hmm. It makes you play more, play harder. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, right at the end of the day, it is only one winner and one loser. So mm-hmm. you don't want to be on the side of losing. You obviously want to win everything. Right. So you're going to go hard, go out, compete, <clears throat> play hard every time you're on it. Do you feel like that intensity helps you guys out, like, in the game, just in terms of it not being that big of a drop? Like, how, how intense can those practices get? No, no, practices be really, we go at it every day, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, uh, compete, practice, play hard in practice. We just, like, every everything we do, no matter if it's shooting drills, we always try to compete with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's how we get better. What have you seen from Jarris Walker and his improvement throughout the course of the season? Uh, his confidence. His confidence got way better mm-hmm. than when he first got here. I mean, he, like when he always had confidence, but mm-hmm. you can see it skyrocketing now. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, uh, he's starting to figure out what he can or can't do. He's starting to figure out like things that he can and can't do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's really helping him a lot too. Just uh, something like that, where they tell, tell you, like, JV is great. What does that mean for you just to, to know you have the support from your teammates? And right. how, how much do they help you, like, motivate you? They help me a lot. Like, like tonight, like tonight, I know I didn't, but they ain't have a guy ain't have a good game at all. Mm-hmm. But they always talk to me, and they be like, you're going to be you gonna be straight. Like, just next one, go on to mm-hmm. the next. And so <clears throat> that's what helps me stay focused. Like, even days like this, nights like this, I'm not so good. They always go on to the next. Javier is great. You heard it in that clip. Uh, he touched on a couple different things, but let's start right there from that team chemistry aspect down. Like you mentioned it, it's just a team that continues to grow and grow in many aspects, and that's one of them. It definitely is. <clears throat> and I think confidence not only as a team, but confidence individually, like you mentioned. And um, I think it – I mean, all, of course, is with Coach Sampson and the coaching staff, but also – I think within the individual leaders and like you just spoke to Jarris's confidence that you can see it. I think he he's confident in his decision-making and confidence in his ability to do. And like you said, not that he didn't lack confidence, it's just a different level of confidence. I know what I can do, but now I know what I need to do and I'm capable of doing it because I've done it in back-to-back games. Now let's keep stacking up the days like um, Coach Sampson said, but the chemistry is noticeable for me who watch every single game. I think this team, is on the rise. I think they should be the number one team. I, I agree. And do we want to oh, how, how to to touch on it? Uh, I asked Coach Sampson post game very simple question about uh, Ramon Walker, and Coach Sampson said that he, he was texting Ramon today. He he said he thinks Ramon will be at practice tomorrow. So that's all we can go on. We don't know if Ramon is injured. We don't know what's going on with Ramon. I know, let's see, they have practice Friday, Friday evening, before they left uh, for Cincinnati on Saturday, and Ramon was not at practice. So 
at least let me let me be specific. He was not there when we were there. So I don't know if he was there before that, but the time we got to watch, he was not there. So he could be injured. He could still be sick. Ramon was battling an illness for a while earlier this season. So it could be he's dealing with that. Don't know. We could all speculate about other things, you know, about some fans talking about could Ramon, red shirt, all those other things. Could be that too. But that's a personal decision for Ramon. So all we're doing is based on what Coach Sampson told us in his post game, and what we've seen or not seen in the time and practice that we're allowed to see. Yeah, and that's going to be that. That's something that they could to keep an eye on, just in regards to what happens up tomorrow's Monday. They don't play until Wednesday, so I'm, I'm assuming the next availability will be on Tuesday. So that that'll be certainly something to keep an eye on in regards to, to any updates with Ramon Walker. And if it is an injury, hopefully it's something that, that he can heal up quicker or sooner rather than later. Certainly if it's known that hopefully it's not something that, that's been long term bugging him. But Chris, on the topic. Oh, Dan, if you're going to say something, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. If I want to add one thing that Coach Sampson said after a post game about Jairus and competing. Um, he talked about Reggie and how Reggie is tough and how he puts – Jairus against Reggie in one-on-one matchups, and if he isn't going hard, Reggie is one of those tough players that's kind of going to bring it out of you. And um, Javier just kind of talked about how everyone wants to win. And um, I I think Jairus is not only embracing that because he's playing more physical, and um, I think if he can keep going at the rate that he's going, not to say he's going to have 20 every night, but he can be at least 15 to 12 to 15 a night and be a huge impact potentially even for some double teams. I think this team offensively could even take another step. I mean, we were talking about how much better could they get. I think he could be the catalyst. One of my um brothers was asking me, could Jarrett become that number one option? And I think if he keeps playing his way, I think he could. I think we can say, especially the last two games, the level of mud in Jairus's blood has increased. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say it like that. And if it continues to increase, and that just means he's getting more confident, more physical, and of Cougar-style basketball is physical, gritty, grimy basketball. In the words of the board man, Justin Gorm, blue collar, not blue blood. And just imagine if he, if he uh, Coach Sampson had Jairus for more than one year, what he could develop into going into the next level. But future is bright for that young man, regardless. Right. And on that note, we'll segue into what Kelvin Sampson said about Jairus Walker. Here's what he had to say following Houston's victory over Cincinnati. Good afternoon, Coach. Just in terms of something you said earlier in the season, I believe it was in regards to younger players. Um, you said sometimes it, it could be like a game of tic-tac-toe where you're trying to, to get younger players to streak a couple of X's in a row. Do you feel like you're in that point with Jarris Walker, or is it still too early to say just from a consistency standpoint? Obviously, we're showing the game, but for you, when you get to watch well, the I never get thrown away with anything they do good or bad. So, we're going to practice tomorrow. Uh, no, there's no coronation around here uh, if you have a good game. Now, that's the first time he's had two consecutive good games, but the key is to three, four, five, six, seven. You know, we've had a lot of guys that's done what he's done. 
um, played two really good games. But that's the first time Jerris has done it, and I'm proud of it. You know, he had a temperature uh, before the game. I asked him, could he play? He said he's going to try. I said, well, if you have – if you're at 80%, then I want 100% of your 80%. If you're at 75, then I want 100% of your 75. You know, his rebounding was, was down today. Uh, I didn't think his energy level was great on defense like it was maybe uh, uh, Thursday or when, whenever we played SMU. Uh, but he's getting more confidence in the offense, and our players are getting confidence in him. So, um, but it's just, you know, as always, it's just a good team win. We'll go to Chris Gardner from the Houston Round Ball Review. Go ahead, Chris. Coach, just what are your thoughts on how Marcus closed the game offensively and defensively with the Steelers? Um, but I like closing the game. You know, with my best free throw shooters, ball in their hands. Um, you know, Cincinnati was still playing hard. They're still trapping, uh, doing some things. But I thought if we got the ball reversed, we could get hurt them down the middle. And as long as we kept the ball off the sidelines, um, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're going to have a chance. You never know. But, uh, you know, Mar Marcus's confidence is um, – that's why he's – Marcus may take a, a shot that I question sometime, but I never question him because um, I have such great trust in him as I have so many of our uh, guys that's played that position, whether it was uh, Rob Gray or Damian Dotson, Armani Brooks, um, Quentin, Corey Davis. We've had a lot of guys uh, that were really good at what he's doing. Uh, but um, no, Marcus knows he's – I think when the co coach has confidence in you uh, and he doesn't overreact to a missed shot, um, and I was like that with Marcus when he was a freshman. So now that he's a, um, a senior, uh, and Marcus is still getting there. You know, we're, I think this team is still growing. And I don't mean that to say, well, how much better can you get? I just think we can get better. I have no idea. Maybe a little bit better. Maybe, maybe a uh, smidge. Maybe a nudge, maybe a little bit more than a little bit. I have no idea. But the, the goal is to find out how do you continue to get better? That's that's the focus. That's the little things. You know, we go to watch film tomorrow. You know, I'll call out certain guys for uh, playing good or doing doing things the right way. Uh, but we'll find plenty of things that, that, that uh, I thought would drop, drop the ball on or let go of the rope on, uh, too. I mean, we're – we're still evolving as a team. Um, uh, I know Terrence was a uh, – his numbers don't look great, but his, his minutes were good tonight. Um, um, and, and all these minutes for these guys now is going to pay dividends for us, I think, later in the season. Dan, I'm going to toss it over to you. Reactions from what Kelvin Sampson had to say in that clip. That last quote is what's got to me the most. I think he said those minutes – now, for players like Terrence, Emmanuel, Jarris, will pay dividends for them later in the season. And I think that goes to not only developing talent, but developing the depth and developing the confidence and the chemistry with this team. And um, the way that he's doing it, the way that they're putting the string together these games, it's been indicative to the season on how each game, I mean, each game, a different player can 
be the leading scorer and beat you. So they're showing that they can beat you a plethora of ways. I think Coach Hampton is doing an outstanding job as he continues to lead Houston. Dan, since you have to hop off, where can people find you? And any final takeaways from tonight's 72-59 victory for Houston? You can find me on all social media platforms at Dayon Dunlap. Um, I think it was a very impressive win for Houston. Once again, a freshman steps up big on the road. We saw Terrence do it at Oregon. We saw Jarrett do it at Virginia. Today he did it in back-to-back games with, in Cincinnati today, and I think this team – is continuing to gel together, and I think they're going to be hitting their stride here the next couple months by the time the tournament rolls around. And loving what I'm seeing, and uh, go Cougs, man! Thank you, Dayon, as always, as he hops off. Chris, we've touched on Walker, we've touched on Marcus, we've touched on. JV year on that clip, but, but one player that we haven't touched on in particular is Jawan Roberts, who I don't know if you could call it quietly, but he finished with a double-double, had 14 points, 11 rebounds against Cincinnati, and he had a stretch there in the first half where he, he was the leading scorer before Jarris Walker started going. I think he had eight points early on, and even then when Cincinnati started applying some full-court pressure, there's a lot of times when Houston just ate them up being able to break their full court pressure. And, and Jawan Roberts was the beneficiary when it came to that aspect because he got to have a lot of points. And I like the fact that he got a lot of shot attempts. I think he mm-hmm. let the team in shot attempts. That's, that's you know, I'm old school. I like big man to get a lot of shots. <laughs> big man, let them eat. If they have an advantage, let them eat first. And then little fellas take, do the rest. So he got 16 field goals. Marcus had 15. Then Jarrett had 14. I'm good with that. I like the fact Jamal Shed took the least amount of shots of the starting five. Good. To me, that's what a point guard should do. <laughs> Take the least, least amount of shots of the starting five. I let the other guys uh, get going and rolling. Jamal had a few down moments. Um, turnovers here and there. His photo wasn't falling tonight. He was two for eight from the floor. But overall, it's good balance. I think except for Jamal, Deion touched on it. The other four starters got uh, double-digit field goal attempts. So I, I like that balance from starting five. Jamal Mark hit a key corner three when the Bearcats cut it to 10. Mm-hmm. So he had moments. I think each of the guys for the Cougs had times in the game where they stepped up to uh, shut down Cincinnati a run. It's a balanced team, a team that could and should get better. And I just want to – I'm sure Justin Williams, who covers the Bearcats for the Athletic, he's doing post-game as well. But in his tweet, Bearcats battled, but this Houston team is just too good. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. I think that's a fair assessment. Cincinnati played pretty well. They just didn't yeah. play well enough, long enough to beat Houston. To be Houston. Now, that's a great point. Even though those. A person I was sitting next to who not he doesn't cover uh, obviously the Houston Cougars often, and he just said something similar things along those lines. Or it's just when it, you look at when people look at this Houston Cougars team for the first time in person, they they always mention the the it just seems like there's I don't know if it's the right way to phrase it where they're level above, but just in terms of like you mentioned that intensity aspect. Because Cincinnati, they jumped out early. They had a good run. 
Landers Nolly when they hit back to back threes and tied the game at 18. The crowd that was the loudest that Fifth Third Arena was, but. Houston kept going. They stayed steady. Obviously, they still have their ups and down lapses like any other team, but that's just at a point where kind of the the bar for the, so to speak, or the the resting heart rate of the Houston Cougars for for an analogy is much higher than those than a lot of other teams. And so far in the American, by a lot in the American Athletic Conference, except Central Florida, they came in at Fortita Center and then they gave the quite a scare but up to that point it just seems like that that's been the case for Houston they've just been a cut above three of the four opponents in the American Athletic Conference and I think that's really what they are they are a cut above most if not all the teams in the American they have stretches in a game where they'll go on a big run and almost in the game with that big run almost because you Got enough time on the clock. You know, teams make runs back. But they did it against SMU. SMU was completely rebuilding, starting over. But that huge run. Big run today to start the second half. 15-2 run. At 15-2 run, it, it turned turn a seven-point lead at halftime up to 20. So with 12 minutes to go in the ball game. So they, they have – this team has the capability to score off their defense. Other previous Cougar teams – could grind out victories with defense and they didn't have a lot of or as much spurtability as this year's mm-hmm. Cougars team has shown so far. So I think that's a little bit different than previous Coug teams. Now this team still has a way to go for the rest of this season. This team is still inexperienced in a lot of areas compared to previous teams, but they're winning as they're getting, gaining more experience. And that's great to see. And I want to say and acknowledge you, Mr. Yanez, to be there with the team in Fifth Third Arena. I love the locker rooms, well, the, the hallway stuff, where you can hear the, the, the guys, you know, interaction where you're talking to, to Javier because you're on the road. <laughs> so that, right. kudos to your employer there, but also kudos to you for, for tying in the Let's Rage Cougs with that as well. So. It's great to see. It's another thing that we're doing here on Less Rage Cougs, part of the Houston Round Bar View on YouTube. So that they're beginning. They're having events. So we need to start wrapping things up. Hopefully, the background noise is not too much because of this mic. But we do want to give a shout out to our partners, beginning with HOUNIL.com, which is, is a subscription-based name, image, and likeness model that benefits both Cougar student-athletes and fans. HOUNIL helps Houston student-athletes benefit from the new NIL rules. Athletes create original content in their own words, giving subscribers insight into their lives on and off the court. What the players need is for you to subscribe and plan start at just $20 a month, and that money goes to U of H athletes. Subscribers will get one-of-a-kind content straight from the players while helping the Houston Cougars compete on a national stage. Subscribe at HOUNIL.com. And as always, go Cougs. Uh, that was good. Good job. <laughs> because we can still hear. I don't know what's going on there. But it's, it's okay. It's live streaming. And I'm surprised. You know, I hope, hopefully no one's going to start uh, swearing at you to get out. <laughs> you know? But it's live streaming. But it's just another example of what you're doing with the team on the road. 
and that we hope to do this, provide this throughout the rest of this season. A couple of times I'm going to join Andy on the road, and especially come tournament time, we're going to do a conference tournament, and as well as the NCA tournament, we're going to go as far as this team goes. So stick with us, the, the Cougs, stick with Let's Rage Cougs. And at some point, fans who are tuning in on Twitter and YouTube, you're able to walk around wherever you are, probably wearing your Let's Rage Cougs shirt. So look for that too in the future. Absolutely. And of course, we do also want to give a shout out to our other sponsors, beginning with Hoop and Holler, the Houston Cougars Micro Collective, the entity behind those star pizza commercials, which, like I said, at the top of the show, be sure to be on the lookout for a new Ryan Elvin commercial that is expected to debut later this week on the week of January 8th that we're recording this following Houston's victory over Cincinnati. Of course, those Hoop and Holler commercials are sponsoring or promoting Star Pizza, which is a sponsor for today's episode of Let's Reach Coops with multiple locations across the Houston area. Be sure to check out Star Pizza if you're in the mood for just a little lap. Chris, what's your type of pizza? Are you a pepperoni crust, all, all deep meat. dish? Deep dish. Deep dish is good. I don't like thin crust. Nope, nope, nope. There you have it. And if you're ever in the mood of pizza, make sure that it's Star Pizza, Houston's best pizza since 1976. And be sure to visit them online at starpizza.net. And of course, this is Let's Reach Coops presented by the Sanyan family. So, Chris, one of the last things that we'll touch on and as we wrap things up. So, Purdue current number one team in both the Associated Press and USA Today coaches poll, they fell this week to Rutgers. So Houston has positioned itself once again to, you'd imagine, reclaim the number one spot in both polls following that outcome. Do you think, one, that that's the case, and two, what does it mean? Because again, at, at this point, it's just a badge of honor. That's what it is. It's a badge of honor. I think the Cougs will be number one in both polls, coaches poll and the AP poll tomorrow, Monday, as we're doing this show. I think the Cougs will still be number one in the net ranking. I'm wondering how long they'll be number one in the net because of the overall struggles of the other teams in the American. I wonder if the Cougs winning all these games in the American and other teams not doing well in the American at some point hurts the Cougs in the net. <clears throat> I think they're at a point now where the committee knows and they're respected and respected enough that they are one of the best teams in the country. So being number one in AP coaches poll in January, that's nice. You know, the media can talk about it. The fans can brag about it, but you know, Andy, to me, it only, only matters one time we number one. And that's the very last poll that comes out the day after the championship game. Absolutely. That's a great point. So as we wrap things up here on Let's Rich Coups, Chris, I'm going to toss it over to you for last day on before you hopped off. But what's kind of the, the final take from this game uh, against the Bearcats? I think in particular, you know, like you said, that that storyline is, is probably the most I don't know if you can call it headline-worthy, but if George Walker can consistently, like Calvin said, do it again, huge for the Cougars because, again, getting into the season, the five-star uh, recruit, a lot of the hype there was from an outside perspective, and they can add, just from an inside perspective, from looking at this team, that they can add that consistent option because 
Walker hit the first three-pointer to open the game. He had stretches right there where he was able to push Houston's lead to create that separation. If he's on and you know where you're going to count from Marcus S or you know where you're going to get from Jawan Roberts, that puts this team in a real position to go into a deep run come March. If if Jarrett Walker continues to improve and, and plays better, more decisively, game in, game out, consistently well the rest of this season, is this another bullet in the gun, you know, for that analogy? Just another talent level in the bag for the team with Marcus inside, outside, his inside paired with Juan Roberts in the front court. This team can beat you in a lot of ways offensively. And then Tremont Mark can get you in the mid-range game. So the balance is there. The team is winning. And from a making baskets point of view, Jamal Shed's in a kind of a slump the last few games. And they're still winning. So they're, they're finding ways to win. They got a game against uh, South Florida this Wednesday at home. They're better than South Florida. <laughs> okay. But it's up to them to go out there and play like it. So continue to improve, continue to to uh, get these wins and then come tournament time, we'll see where it all plays out. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to wrap things up here on Let's Reach Cougs. This, this is the first on Let's Reach Cougs. They're having, I don't know if it's a cheer, it's a national preview day. So I'm guessing it's some cheer competition. So the, the, the booming noise just stopped because they finished their performance. But that's, that's the first. And like you said, it, it's live. It's live. You got to roll with the punches. Yep. And that is something that, that um, it's something you hear on the Rage Cougs. But once again, the final score, Houston Cougars victorious in Cincinnati, Ohio. Final score, 72 to 59 in favor of the Cougars. Jarris Walker finished with 21 points and five rebounds. He also had three steals. Marcus Sasson had 16 points, six rebounds. And he himself had five steals. And Tremont Mark was also in double figures with 10 points. He had five rebounds and five assists. And, of course, Juan Roberts, who had a 14-point and 11-rebound double-double. Now, Chris, one final point, and hopefully I can get it in. What I was going to say, Marcus Sasser, something that he's done really good, and particularly this season, and this is something he's done all season long, is his, his ability to get steals or to anticipate steals coming from the weak side when players will try to pass to their big and he, he they're not even looking at him and he steals it and a lot of times he's able to take it all the way for a dunk. Yeah, it's it's great anticipation by Marcus. Um I think he, he knows the opponent that's scouting report as well. So he's anticipating it's a great word that he that you use there. He has been burned by it. He got his timing was off a little bit, I think, in the first half and he picked up a foul on one of his, his attempts. But I think it's it's all part of his knowing the scout and knowing the tendencies of the opponent. So that's another example of good coaching. Absolutely. So now we'll wrap it up because their performances are back and the booming noise is back. Once again, the final score is 72 to 59. Chris, as always, thank you for joining me. Of course, Dayon as well, who's able to hop on the show. It's been Let's Reach Cruz presented by the Saxinian family. A big thank you to our other sponsors, H-O-U-N-I-L, Star Pizza, and Hoop and Holler. Be sure to check out their content online, H-O-U-N-I-L. They're doing a lot of great things with athletes. And like I mentioned, Cooper Holland Star Pizza, they'll have a new commercial coming out later this week. From inside the Fifth Third Arena, a busy, booming Fifth Third Arena, this is Andiana saying so long, and we'll see you back at the Fertitta Center, where hopefully they will not have a booming noise for 
post game following Houston and South Florida. Until then, take care. And like Dayon says, as always, go Cougs.